What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of, you guess it, The Determined Society. This afternoon, I have an amazing guest that's going to be joining us. His name is Rick Laidman from Beyond Motion down in Naples, Florida. This dude is legit. He is a legit performance coach. If you are an athlete in Southwest Florida and you're not working with Rick Laidman, man, I got to tell you, check it at the door. This dude has been Cal Berkeley, helped the rugby team win a national championship. Actually, he is hopping on right now, so I will let him finish his introduction. Let's wait until he is live. Where is he at? Let me see that face. Where you at, baby? Oh, there's my guy. You there? Can you hear me? He's just hopping on, ladies and gentlemen. You there, brother? Can't hear you. Are you on mute? Hey, guys, sometimes we deal with some technical difficulties. That's what we do, right? It is what it is. Can you hear me, Rick? Oh, there's my guy. What's up? Oh, man? my God. Oh, my goodness. Tell you what... I was, man, I was just giving you the most proper introduction. It's incredible. Well, that thing. Man, you are as handsome as ever. Son of a bitch. I, th I tell you what, there's no Wi-Fi. I'm, I'm in the back of my facility in my truck. This is nice. Dude, this is one of the favorite things about you, brother. A lot of people hit that adversity, right? I don't have Wi-Fi. Let's reschedule. You're sitting in there in your truck. You're offering Starbucks to go sit at the Wi-Fi to get this thing done. So I really appreciate you, man. I, I, I am so excited to have you on today. Well, I appreciate the invite, man. We, uh, you're doing some great stuff and uh, you're motivating a lot of people and uh, the kids are definitely listening to you and it's uh, making the movements. So we, we like that. Hey, man, it's, it's a process, right? We got that ramp up going and it takes one to know one. I mean, you've been influencing kids and helping kids get, get better for, for decades, man. And that's one of the my favorite things about you is your focus on actual training, specifically training. But I was just telling everybody, and you hopped on, I was giving everybody your resume. So I stopped, okay? I stopped at 2003 Rugby National Championship at Cal. I started there because you're so prompt. So why don't you fill everybody in on just briefly kind of where you've been and how you've ended up where you're at right now? Yeah, um, it's been a long road. Um, it, uh, I started with Chicago Bulls. Um, I went to high school with the uh, strength coach's son. So I used to play pickup basketball where the Bulls used to practice, which was at the Multiplex over in mm -hmm. uh, Deerfield, Deerfield, Illinois. And I would pass, you know, and this was, you know, them training as I'd go play pickup basketball where they'd play. But they'd be mm -hmm. weightlifting and stuff like that. And I'd see Lance and he's like, hey, boy, what's going on? Lance Vermeule. So, right? Lance Vermeule. Yeah. Yep. So Alvin, Alvin Vermeule's son. Yep. Um, and uh, he was a really good Olympic weightlifter. And um, so I trained that way. He trained that way. And then once, you know, Al and I got introduced through football and everything else and uh, appreciated watching, watching me play and watching everything else. And um I knew him when I took a year off of school, I knew him and I said, you know what? It can't hurt to create a phone call and say, listen, I know I want to be a strength conditioning coach. I'm taking a current year off of school, I, I, you know, and he calls and he goes, you know what? We really don't do interns right now, but, um, you know, I guess we'll make an exception. I like, I, I, I like to watch you, you know, mm -hmm. wa watching the past and everything like that. You go into the same high school, you know, you know, Lance and everything like that. So, so I go to the Bulls for what turns out to be like a year. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just an intern, really, right? So I'm, I'm just uh, doing pretty much whatever they want me to do, making coffee for the guys, doing draft evals, doing mm -hmm. whatever they, you know, as much, picking up as much as, much as I can. Um, and at that point, they were at the Birdo Center, which was their last practice facility. Um, and this was still the Pippin, Jordan era, everything else, Dennis Rodman. So that's, um, that must be pretty cool. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, it's like Pip comes in, MJ comes in and, um, and then at the end of the day, me, you know, me and Rodman would lift like almost every, every night. So, and, and that was just like, 
you're around this because you grew up around it too. So these are just freaking legends, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and, and you just feel, you feel the energy walk through the doors as, as Michael walks in and, and everything else. So, um, so you get to be around that and I'll never forget. They were like, it was 97, I think. And they were playing, we were playing, um, I think it was Seattle in the finals that year. Uh-huh. And, uh, Gary Payton, the glove, the glove, uh, Sean Kemp, um, mm-hmm. he was, he was fierce at that time and, uh, uh, they're out there. And so then I go to the practice facility at that point and they're playing the last game and I just have this big screen for a while while I'm lifting. Right. And I'm just like, where it all is created and everything else like that. And I'm just having the time I'm lifting by myself, music blaring, big screen, watching the game, watching the last game, the NBA finals and um, having a very small part to do with any of it, but just being, being like, you know, feeling like you're part of it though. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so that was one of my fondest memories and that really got me, you know, in the door of strength conditioning so it was that point that Al and I sat down and he said, look, it's, it's time to, it's time to finish school. I'm like, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta go back. And, um, so he goes, what do you think about going to Olympic training center in Colorado Springs? And I said, well, like, I, I'm not good enough to compete at that level, but I could like help out and coach and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And he goes, well, they're looking for a junior coach in Colorado Springs, at the OTC, and you coach during the day and go to school at night and like finish up. You got two years left. So, um, so I, I go, yeah, let's, I'm down for that. I'll do it. So I move out to Colorado Springs. Um, it took me a while to get adapted there just because um, Dragomir, who was our head coach at the USA weightlifting, mm-hmm. is Romanian, Romanian background, um, Eastern Bloc. Um, so I had to learn some new adaptations to how they actually taught lifting um, on Olympic style. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in this facility that like we talked about earlier that like, I have no business being in. Right. So So it's just, it's just, you just sort of like, and you're getting, and and, and let's get it right. Anyone who's listening to this, you're getting fucking verbally hammered every day. Yeah, man. Okay. So kids stop being so fucking soft. Like I'm, I'm like, here he comes. I, I'm like, yeah, seriously. So I'm, they're teaching me how to like, there's a difference between Russian and Bulgarian weightlifting. Russian's really not a lot of hip movement. Bulgarian's got a big hip thrust into it. Okay. okay. Um, it's very hard to learn one when I was taught Russian prior to, then I had a transition Bulgarian because they wanted me to compete lightly too on the other side. Right. So I had to create a hip thrust. So I'm at the bar, like doing a hip thrust, trying to create it and I'm missing where it's got to hit. And they're just fucking laughing their ass off left and right. And literally they're just laughing at you. So I'm like, okay, well, this is, this is, this is new for me. And, um, you just, you learn to take it. Right. And then you just, you consistently show up, you consistently do go about it. After six months, I earned their respect. They officially offered me the job as like, we need you now as like living on campus on site as the junior coach for the junior team. And really I was a babysitter at that point. You know, it's not like I knew any more than these kids did. But after a while, I will say this is after two years of watching progressions and watching patterns, you learn a lot through just not only verbology and talking, but through osmosis at the same time, Mm -hmm. because you're watching the same dynamic. It's like you watching catching. It's you're developing patterns with your eyes. So I always say to guys, do you want a coach or girls? Do you want a coach who's seen 25 years or do you want a coach who's seen five years of patterning? I'll take 25 years all day long because they see stuff that that five-year guy or girl has not seen at all yeah um so it really helped my coach's eye as far as what i like to see and how i did it and how i performed it and how i actually articulated it and then coached it so i was at the Olympic training center for two years um finished up school out there and i was going to colorado um university colorado state which is one pueblo because i had good exercise science slash nutrition program Graduated from there, and then the Bulls called up and said, we're ready for you, we need you, and uh, we want you to come back. So I go back out there, um, spend God, a year and a half, two years almost, um, with the Bulls, and uh, that, was the, that was the time, by the time we drafted uh, Elton Brand, Ron Artest, mm-hmm. um, had a big draft that year, that was 2000, um, and uh, uh, it was sort of like um, 
quite a contrast because, you know, I, I, I went there, you're there in 97, you have all this hype, you have all this, you came and walk outside the practice facility yeah. because you, you know, you're getting mobbed by people and then you're in 2000 walking back and you're trying to create, you know, see a team of totally different. But yeah. um, the, the thing is when Al calls you and says they want anything from you, you go because Al was, Al's the cream of the crop when it comes to right. strength conditioning. He's the guy. <laughs> and he, he, he has more knowledge in five seconds than anyone does in, in five years. So, um, you know, my only wish if I was, I was a little older so I can take more of it in because we would just call in specialists from all over the country and just learn from them. Right. So nothing's new, as you know, right. Everything's just retaught to a certain extent, reframed and everything else. Um, so I was with the bulls. Um, I learned, I learned a lot. And then I was at that point, I was really missing Colorado and, um, I had an opportunity to go to um, Stedman Clinic, which is one of the highest orthopedic firms in the country. And um, they wanted me to learn their progressions, but also then basically be the liaison between them and the Rockies for post rehab. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was I was hesitant to take it because I thought I'd be going from team to team to team at that point and sort of ready for the nomadic coaching lifestyle, as I'm sure you were thinking at some point. Yeah. So you're sort of, you're prepping yourself for that. And, um, so I went to, uh, Colorado Springs. I took the job. Um, and I spent it a year in rehab, which was the one of the best years I had because my ego's gone. Right. I'm like, I don't even know how to put an ice pack on somebody. <laughs> I'm learning about post post rehab and ACL, MCL, labrum, you name it, rotator cuff. And mm. it's really given me a lot more ammunition for like my knowledge base, which I always enjoyed. Um, and then, you know, through that time frame, after about three months, they let me door open to Coors Field, meet Larry Walker, Todd Helton. Um, we drafted Denny Nagel that year, Hampton, you know, everything else. Crazy. And Walk, Walk and Helton sort of become my guys, and I'm with Walk most of the time. You, you um, ended up working with Walk. I was his guy. Yeah, you were his guy. guy. For, um, for those of you listening, um, Walk is Larry Walker, right? The Larry Walker. I mean, this guy, was, look him up. He's an absolute stud. Rick, tell us a little bit about your experience with him. But just for our listeners, in case there might be some younger people listening, they don't know what Walker is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Larry, Larry Walker's a Hall of Famer. He just got in actually a few months ago. Yeah. Um, he's a right He's a right fielder. He is the epitome of five-tool player. Um, he can pretty much, uh, I hate to say it, but wake up after having two hours of sleep hit three home runs, a double and, uh, and roll it out and roll do it out. the next day. It just yeah. came very natural, natural to him. So he's arguably one of the better five tool players that ever, you know, saw the outfield in the game. Um, he played at Coors Field most of his career. He was with Montreal Expos before that. And then actually mm-hmm. ended with St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. But um, I was his main guy. He was coming off in the knee surgery. Um, I told him, you know, he interviewed me at his house in Evergreen, Colorado, which was this gorgeous freaking, you know, metropolis. And, uh, he goes, let's go. And I kept the two hours. I'm like, okay, you want to go now? He's like, let's go now. So, um, yeah. And he, he adapted very well. Walk was, walks one of those athletes that, as you know, Sean's like, you can t- explain it to him and coach him, but all you got to do is show him at once and he gets it right. So he's just, he's so natural and beautiful, beautiful to watch. Yeah. I mean, and he's, as you know, one of the best players that ever come in the league. So um, he was, uh, he, he was, he was fun to work with in that way. Um, but it also gave me the, the existence of like, listen, like, and I'll tell all those young strength coaches out there, you never want to tie yourself to one person because right. through that aspect, it also taught me a lesson like, Hey, as he's demanding more and more from me, he's not paying more and more for me. So, and he's not, and he's really not showing me off to more and more people either. Like, it's not like, you know, I meet John Elway. Yeah, he wants to keep me. Like, I'd meet John Elway and meet all these guys. And it's like, it was sort of like, okay, it was, it wasn't uh, necessarily hobnobbing. It was sort of like, okay, this is my chef. This is my coach, trainer in the back. You guys go do your thing. So, it was a really interesting experience and I did that for two years and uh, um, it came to the point one year where it was just like, you know, he, he, he had two very successful years. He goes, I feel good. I'm ready to go. And I feel like I can continue what we're doing. And I said, that's great because I'm ready to move on as well. Yeah. And um, it was, it was nice. At that point I got to do deal with more of the farm hands, more of the minor league guys. And um, 
Um, I ended up being in Colorado for about four years and um, training those guys. And I became more of a speed, you know, expert at that point and actually yeah. take chiefs and speed to all the minor league guys coming up and all the major league guys. Um, uh, I got recruited by about four or five different colleges at that point to be a strength coach for the baseball team and basketball. Um, and I decided to go to Cal Berkeley and that was more of a strategic move. Um, because my best friend, who still is my best friend to this day is, uh, he just got the head strength coach job with the Raiders. Okay. So that, that was like, when you're a strength coach, you are a strength coach. The NFL and SEC is what pays and you want to be around the, the, the sport that you sort of, you know, that that you you resonate with the most. Um, and uh, so he, his whole staff gets fired like four months after I move out there because they just came off a Super Bowl Super Bowl year and can't win a game the next year. Mm-hmm. They had a ton of in, ton, ton of stuff going on. So, um, so I'm in I'm on Cal Berkeley after a year and I'm looking at my guy. I'm like I I did not like being a strength coach in college. I did not enjoy it at all. Okay. You have a lot of a lot of people telling you what to do and they don't know. Uh, like okay, well I know their swords because they're they're not ready for load yet. And we have to teach them how to create, you know, how, how to, how, how to endure load. So they don't, yeah, don't sure. have that. Bonus. Um, so that, that brought me to a fact of like, I've been through, I've been through a lot. I've traveled with a bunch and, um, and I decided like my wife and I had you know, visited Mark Weiland a lot, visited Naples a lot. My parents had a place in Marco and I'm like, well, let's see what's down here. So IMG flew me down uh, and uh, wanted me to take over their there at baseball aspect everything else and then i said you know i'm going to tag team this with nch nch was developing a program that actually was developmental for going into the high schools for strength conditioning okay. and uh, so i took that and nch turned into a one-year two-year stint to like five and that, that just turned into like I, I was a manager then i was a director and then i was pretty much in administration meetings my last two years there um which once again i wouldn't wouldn't change the world because it was just such a a business learner. I was pretty much in an MBA fast track, right? At that point, trying to figure out what the heck, you know, how do I do a budget? Like, I'm not like, I'm in this computer right. program and I'm, I'm literally cheating from the people on my right and left. I'm like, what, pro, what, what, you know, you're oncology. Okay. Well, how do you do this? So I have no <laughs> clue what I'm doing, no clue what I'm doing. And, um, and, uh, but it taught me management skills, taught me people skills more. So, um, taught me how to create a better team around me. And um, so we opened Beyond Motion about 13 years ago. And, and, it, brings us, and it brings, it us, brings to us here. To so today. like, Sorry the about cool that thing long. is for like everybody that has listened to your background for the last 15 minutes, there's, there's a lot of impressive things, right? I mean, it's, it's overload of impressive because you've been so decorated throughout your career. That's not why I love you. I love you because of the type of person you are and the fact that you have been there for me since day one right? I've always been by my side. Whenever I call, we talk, we have great conversation. But the one thing that I want people to understand is you said two things, right? Two things that young people and even adults can key in on, right? right. And be like, this is going to make me a better professional, a better human, a better father, a better wife, a better like husband, wife, everything, right? Is you just made the call. You, yeah. You know, like, yeah, I know this kid's, I know this, I know this, I know the son, right? (laughs) So I'm going to call his dad and just ask for an internship. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, let's be very clear on something. In life, when you want something, you have to make the call. No one's going to come and give it to you, right? And that's the, a lot of the content that I put out there, like whatever you imagine, whatever you could vividly imagine in your life, if you truly believe it and you put it out there, it has to happen. You know, that's just yeah. the law, right? So by you making that call, dude, change the whole trajectory of your life. It may have just totally. been that, that, it may have just been that, that, that little, uh, uh, what is it, an, an internship, but it, it, it created a domino effect for your whole career. It did. It did. And I, I preach that to our young coaches. I said, just show up, man. I mean, just keep yes. on showing up and um, you do that. Put that's how battle. You know, exactly. Exactly. And I think as we get older, we stop doing that sometimes because we, that fearlessness leaves us. I don't know if you've we'll experienced that, that at all. So like, I, you know, 
go ahead. No, because like that, that's, I'm, I'm so glad you went down that road because when we're young, fuck, I, I thought I could fly, right? I put a Superman yeah. pajamas on with a cape and I thought I could fly, huh. right? Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah, believability when you're a kid, you think you can do whatever you want. But as we get older, what happens? You know, a loved one or your friend or, or your coach or your teacher tells you you can't do something, you start to believe that bullshit, right? You make that sure. agreement with yourself like, you know what, Sean, Rick, no, I can't do that. So walk me through that because, I mean, it's a very good point. Like, as we get older, that uh, sucks. It sucks, right? So no. um, so let's be like, like totally transparent. Like I left out Air Force Academy. I, I did a, I did the Air Force Academy too when I was in the Colorado Springs and for football. And uh, one of the things, the reason I got in there is because this head coach looks at my head resume and says, this is ridiculous. How have you gotten this much experience? And you're, you know, 23 or 24 years old. And I said, you know, right place, right time, not afraid to make a call. Mm-hmm. And that's the exact thing I said at that I'm 24, I'm saying this out loud. And um, at this point, you know, it's like, is in business now and you and I talk, hell, I'll send emails out. I'll make a call. I won't, I won't even get a return call from a high school coach, you know, and, and you're, and it's crazy. And it's like, you know, there's a way to do business. There's a way not to do business. There's a way to create relationships and not. And it's like, it, 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 it's, it's very interesting that, you know, you make so much leverage when you're younger, like you did, like I did in, mm-hmm. in that point in the coaching curriculum. And then you're down and it's like, okay, I'm just trying to have a conversation with you. You're a high school basketball coach. Yeah. I think we can really help your program out. And this, you know, this kid doesn't want the help or the guy doesn't want the help. And it's like, I'm not looking to coach your kids. I'm looking to say, I could definitely help the kid and help yeah. the program. Yeah. And um, it's, it's very uh, um, interesting how the field has evolved that way too because the fields become so saturated to a certain extent as, as right. you know that mm-hmm. i think this this is not this is not um new to anyone either this is this right. is also this is this is not like hey there's a strength coach calling that actually knows what he's doing i might be the sixth guy that's offered my services to him but the first four or five guys really have no resume or, or no experience to go with it um and uh, so I, I think there's so many things that go on within life that, that create that, like, hey, do I have faith or do I have fear? And I'll pick faith over fear any time. And we can go into, you know, we go into like COVID talk and everything else, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, are you afraid of getting COVID when I work in a gym? It's like, no, I'll, you know, if that's the way I'm supposed to go, that's the way I'm supposed to go. I'll pick faith over fear, regardless mm-hmm. of, you know, whether I vaccinated or, you know, everything else. True, true. Um, but uh, that, that's got to be sort of like, hey, you can't be afraid to throw it down and throw it out there because there's someone going to be hustling right behind you and trying to get that. Um, yeah. But I, I, truly do, I truly do think that at some point you are funneled and there's enough messages on the wall that say, listen, they, it's time to make a little bit of a pivot and go this way instead of this way. Right. And, um, and in business, as we've seen it in 12, 13 years, I mean, we have a population that changes every three or four years as we go through the gym and the facility. We have more young athletes now than old. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm enjoying it more so than ever because we're getting people that just want to be freaking animals in front of me right. and that aren't worried about, ah, my shoulder hurts a little bit. Like, oh, fuck your shoulder. Let's fucking train, right? Let's like, go, let's, baby. This is, let's go. It's like, stop being a pussy. So, <laughs> and, and 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 once you surround yourself with fucking lions like that that's all you want that's all you want to be around you know and and that's and and I, it's, it's hard to tolerate it's hard to tolerate anything but that so i want the best out of you best out of your genetic predisposition and in order to do that i have to get you used to a load that your body's not used to right now dude you got me fired up man you're you're, you're making me excited for april i don't want to give away oh, what's coming God. But, oh, but, you know, when, when, uh, when certain things do happen, you know, I, I would expect that I'm getting trained there. Um, well, yes, yes, yes. So, sir, I, you know, I, there's some stuff, stuff coming up. I can't, I can't divulge right now. Yeah. So, um, in a contract, but, um, um, we got some biz, big business moves coming up, um, big facility moves coming up and, uh, What's up, man? it's good. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be lines only because uh, I'm going to tell you right now, it's, uh, we're going to stick to what 
what we love and what we want to be surrounded by. And if you come in bitching about something this year or there and complaining and go, go leave because this ain't the place for you. I go, look, yeah, you better put that shit up on the door, lions only. I know. Well, I know. And let's address it, right? So, I mean, so many people run away from it. And, you know, for instance, hey, if you train in the sand and you're sore the next day, that means you, you didn't adapt to that load. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, why didn't you adapt to that load I gave you? And you can look at just load as in freaking a different, a different surface I trained you on. So let's look at, let's, let's attack that instead of walk away from it. No, I don't want to go in the sand anymore. It's like, well, you're unstable somewhere. Something's happening. There's yeah, something some, like, like mental instability. Let's figure out why, because at 10 years old, I guarantee you weren't sore after you played in the sand. So, um, good point, man. That's what yeah, that's just, that's, that's, that's just a, you know, that's another way we look at it in that, in this field is like, Hey, how did that athlete handle that, 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 um, that segment of, of uh, programming? And if they didn't handle it very well, we, we really dig in and see why, because that's something we can improve on. Dude, so many nuggets, guys. So many gems dropped by Rick Ladenman here. You know, Rick is not the new age trainer, and I don't want to diss anybody out there, right? But I know you're passionate about this, right? Because yeah. you're old school, right? You, you're an OG, and, you, and you've worked your way up, and you built your clientele, I don't want to say the hard way, but the old school way, right? And what, what sets you apart, man? Like, why are you, how are you so different than, let's just say, a trainer down the road from you? I know what I'm talking about. Um, Stand on that. These guys. I'm intrigued. Oh, man. Let's rock the fucking boat here, man. These guys are junk. Uh, listen, when you when you pick a coach, pick a coach that's had many mentors. Mm-hmm. Pick a coach that understands movement, that understands how everything's based. Pick a coach that isn't looking on Instagram the night before and trying to figure out the workout prior to. Pick a coach that simplifies it so good that makes you understand the process just as good as they do. That means you're picking someone that understands it more so than anyone else. Okay. Now I've been, I've making the mistake of going in a room and presenting to parents and having parents look at me and go, I have no clue what this guy just said. Just because when I get nervous, I'm going to talk like, you know, like you, like a shop talk. Right. So, right. all right. Um, but when I'm in front of a kid or an athlete, my job is to say, okay, I want you to understand it just as much as I understand it. And that's my goal. And if I can't simplify it enough, then I'm not doing my job as a coach. And um, the competition, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's different. It's like, you don't look at them as competitors necessarily all the time. You look at it like, what, what are we doing not to attract that athlete? And I will Mm -hmm. say from day one, even the parents say, we attract a smarter athlete. We attract a cognitive athlete. We attract an athlete that wants to understand the training process. I am not attracting an athlete. Listen, if you come in and say, I want to be, this is a one family, one unit, one thing, everything like, oh, fuck that dude. I'm your coach. You don't want me as your family. You want me as a coach. That's what you're paying me for. And you want me there. Okay. Let's go down that road. Okay. Because you sent me a text message a couple of days ago, getting ready for this. You're like, I'm your coach. I'm not your fucking friend. Right. So right. it's like, and, and, and here's the thing, like, I agree with that completely, right? When I grew up, my coaches were my coaches. They were not my friends. Like, I couldn't right. go up to them and put my arm on, like, what's up, French? Like, you know, like, or whatever. What's up, Coach P? Like, hey, what's up, P? No, it was like, hey, Coach, how you doing, sir? Yes, sir. Like, nowadays, the modern-day athlete wants to be friends with their coach. So, mm-hmm. like, when you take on a new athlete, you, you know, you have your intake, you know, have your meeting with the parent, everything like that. How do you bring that across? Because, because to me, like, if, if you want the best out of your performance and, and Mr. Smith, if you want the best out of your daughter's performance and you want her to go swim in the junior Olympics, then I'm not her fucking mm-hmm. Period. That, and that's probably, that's, that's well said. That's very well said there. And um, that's a level of uh, being that that's a level that that I think they relate to. I think the parents that um, when we do evals, we do about an hour, an hour and a half eval. We go over mm-hmm. everything. And um, I make it very clear in the eval that I'm here for, you know, 
he or she to get better. We're here to progress them. We're here to actually mentor them. We're here to actually make sure they understand where their weaknesses are so we can make them their strengths so they're not right. at their weaknesses anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it gets a little more blurry when you start dealing with the 20 plus year olds a little bit. Yeah, as you as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, and listen, I, some, some of my best friends down here are coach, are guys I've trained. I don't train them anymore. Our guys I've trained. Like, but they evolve you know, into that, ago. right? They, they evolve into that. that, right? And I think that's a common interest in respect. You've been in the trenches with them before. You've pushed them. you put load after load, progression after progression on them. They have, mm-hmm. he or she has responded. They have gone to college. They have done their deal. They've gone and played pro ball. And now that they're in pro ball or their career is done, now we're friends. See, there's a point as, you know, when, when relationships evolve, right? And, and your athletes can become your friends down the road. But just because they're not your friend or you're not a friend to them now doesn't mean you've lost any, you don't have any love for them. In fact, it's right. quite the opposite. You love them so much, you don't want to be their friend, you want to be their coach. So they get everything, so they work and achieve everything that they set out to do in this life as far as athletics goes. That's, and that's so well said. And that based on a conversation I have another coach the other day, it's like, some kids and athletes demand that you could feel it from you, right? So you see an athlete once in a while, it's just, they demand to be, they want to be coached. They demand to be coached. Mm-hmm. And that only makes you a better coach. You know, those sure. kids on your schedule that are coming in. And um, if you're coming in 45 minutes early and gabbing left and right, if you're staying 45 minutes late, let's listen, like I'm here for you in every aspect of the way when it comes to this. If you need to lean on me mentally or physically, that's what I'm here for, okay? But I'm not here to talk about your girl. I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about how are we going to get the next contract? How are we going to get the next um, team? How are we going to get the next college? That's what I want to get. That, that's what I'm here for you to do. Through that process, we'll become very close. And we will lean on each other on that aspect. And once this is, rides all over, we'll be boys. Yeah. And that, that's how it works out. And it's the relationships you remember. It's, it's not the training that you remember. It's the relationships. And um, it's, you know, the fact that, listen, you don't want a coach that doesn't bring 110% and is looking strictly out for you and giving you high fives and going out to be drinking that night. If you're going yeah. out drinking and doing all that stuff with the coach, listen, I made those mistakes. I did that with yeah. Walk and those guys, right? Mm-hmm. And I can tell you right now, the, the respect the next week or two is different. So that, that's showing that that's not what your role is. Your role is strictly there paying you to make you a better athlete. And you want to make sure that they're mentally and physically comprehending what you're doing, how you're doing it and where they're going with it. So for instance, we talk about load and I know I just keep on going back to that. And I said, if I get you used to it, if I give you a workout, you're crippled from it. You're not ready for that load. All right. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. I give you a workout, you're somewhat sore. Where was that load from? And we do that with sprinting, run, uh, running, uh, lifting, everything else. And all these things can be um, programmed together to inherently progress the athlete to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my pet peeve is just that uh, you get these Instagram trainers down here and everywhere else that just they, they don't quite understand how to um, incorporate that. So you're actually creating a better uh, athlete that does not get injured instead of uh, right. that that progresses and it gets the best out of their potential. Dude. So and I, I go on I, forever. I, I probably, I probably, I probably talk too much, but my car, it's like, that's the thing though. Here. See, dude, that's Before the thing though. Like, hot. yeah. Hey, no one, no one's here to listen to me, man. This is your show, right? This is, this is you, you know, presenting who you are, right? This isn't about right. me. So like, I, I just enjoy every conversation that we have truly because every, I don't think you and I have ever had a dumb conversation. Like we're always finding ways to get better. I mean, how you and I had a conversation last night, right? I'm not going to divulge it onto here, but you asked me for some advice and I gave it to you. Just like when I asked you for advice, you give it to me. It's this friendship guys and this bond to where we are so focused on helping each other get better and progress that we don't want I don't want him to follow me. I don't want him to lead me. I want to run right next to this guy, you know, and, and that's, that's just the type of person you are, man. So, you know, and it's apparent to all your athletes too. I don't, I know a lot of kids, you know, young athletes that train with you. Okay. A couple of mine specifically, 
you know, one at CSN and, you know, we have, we know a lot of mutual people that used to train with you when they were playing, right? There's right. never been one thing, not one thing that I have ever heard that. It's like, dude, he's a badass. He's the real deal. He's a dude and he'll push the shit out of you. What, what more, <laughs> what more like testimonial could you have than that? dude? Yeah. I mean, it, it uh, I appreciate that. And, you know, you you don't remember all the good things that about you. You remember the two things that like could have done better and everything else. I think yeah. at, as you, as you get older, you start to question your ability to create those relationships sometimes as well. Right. And, um, you start to question the ability of like, listen, I, I you know, it, I'm giving you 110% right now. And mm-hmm. I think the kids see through that pretty quickly. Right. And I really do believe, do, do believe like likes attract, like attracts like, like you said, like 100. we talked last night, we had some, I had some questions for you. And, um, you know, meanwhile, the guy reached out actually. Um, did he? He did. He did. Yeah. And, uh, um, it's, it's about getting better at our, mm-hmm. you know, practice. And I think even though I may have a lengthy resume, like I'm learning more and more now. And that is true because there is so much information out there at your fingertips at this yeah. point, this field is so saturated that you sort of know who's good and who's not. And you look at these people and you're like, okay, that's interesting. There's, there's some good, there's some good info out there. So, um, just like with catching, I'm sure there's new aspects of saying, okay, that's another way to look at it. That's, that's interesting. I Don't can get me started. That way. Don't get so, me fucking started. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. But I mean, it, it's I, just a lot of yeah. it's just semantics within, within conversation. And a yeah. lot of it is just saying it differently. And it's like, well, that's what I told you. This guy's saying it this way. But like I said, the better coach is going to make it, make it so you understand it. And so you could really right. simplify it. And if you have an athlete that, is is somewhat intelligent it's going to be a very easy transition so um and i and the one thing i do cherish more than anything else in this world besides my wife my family and everything is is the fact that the the kids that i have coached that i'm still friends with and Mm -hmm. um the relationships that we do have i mean that's my family like the the don blancos yeah you know um you know it's it's just that that's blood and everything else like peter garcia one of the coaches down here that's been you know so these are guys i lean on and um these are guys i see come up and i'm so so proud of because they stay true to who they are and um it uh it it's a fun process to go through and i think any coach will let you know it's relationships that matter i think i think that's a very good point you know we'll, we'll start to land the plane here um we could have you on again but like being authentic like yes I, like, dude, you cannot have picked a better way to, to segue towards the back half of the conversation and be, being your authentic self. Have you ever, can you tell us about a time where you were not your authentic self and what the results were compared to when you said, okay, here's the wake up call. I need to be who I am 100% of the time. And then the results there. This year. Talk. Um, as you know, we're making some big news, big moves. We're signing some big contracts coming up. Um, I, I think you, I think you have to understand that you're not for everybody. And I think you have to understand that not everyone is going to love you in the room. Right. Um, and it's, you, you can't please everybody. So you have to put your best product out there that you can, and that you know, is actually helping people. And it, it's, it's taken through this aspect of really understanding of, how am I creating the vision of beyond motion and how are we, where are we going forward with it? And who am I and who do I want to attract? Right. And once I lay off that aspect of like, well, you know, this kid come in, he's, he's got uh, this program he's doing from this organization, this from this organization. We'll, we'll blend that in here. We'll blend that in there. And uh, I, I'm not like when, when I want you, I want you full throttle. Like I, I, I don't, I don't want you bring in someone else's program in unless yeah. we have to sign it off and do some lists well, for see that they're doing it. Right. right. I want you full yeah. throttle because I guarantee you, I'm going to coach much better than what you got out there. Right. And I'm going to give you a program much better than what you got out there. I love so it, it's just, we, we've had some conversations in the last year that have really brought light to that and makes you realize that, listen, 
you know, I'm not willing, I'm not willing to compromise on my beliefs. I'm not willing to compromise on what I know makes an athlete better. Right. And, um, it, uh, um, it will, it will, it will show you through the other side too, because authenticity at the end of the day, the kids understand and the kids know, and, uh, that, you know, you're going to track the client that you want. I love that, man. I think, you know, as we progress in business and in our lives, we have these pivotal moments of, okay, who are we? Right. And not only who are we, are we ready to let the world see that? Right. And I think for me, when I started this thing, it was still hard for me to kind of let the world see who Sean French really was in the, yeah. in the you know, the, the vulnerable, vulnerable spots of me, because, you know, growing up, a lot of people would say, you know, he's, he's very confident, uh, borderline cocky. That's not who I am. I mean, I, I'm not a cocky individual. Um, I can be very confident, but I also have a lot of limiting beliefs. Right. So I've been working through those my whole life. Right. And I mean, you know them because you're one of my closest friends. So I tell you what those are and the people that are starting to, you know, watch the listen to the podcast and then, you know, tune into my my Instagram page and, you know, which it's growing. It, they're starting to see that Sean French for who he really is. But I'm finally just now comfortable with letting that get out. Right. And I think there's a point in time as we get older that, you know, we either do that. Or we live in our own personal prison. And I, that that that's so true. I mean, you elegantly say what I'm thinking, and uh, I wish I can. I wish I can express it like you, but because uh, <laughs> when I hear myself talk, it's just like. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, no, man, it's so true, and it's um, you know, listen, social media is a way a way to get that authenticity out there, and yeah. um, I think uh, after our conversations, even about like social media aspects and everything, it's it's. Uh, you don't want to be in a box. You want to be authentic. And, um, it's, it's hard to show truly who you are and truly what you believe in. But, um, also with, you know, the, the differences now compared to 20 years ago when you're coaching, um, you know, there, you know, you want, you want to be able to lean on a kid and be able to have them respond because you're preparing them yeah. for college, preparing them for pros. And, um, if they don't respond well to you, they're not going to respond well to someone else. So think, you're trying to yeah, leave that out a bit. I think kids respond really, really well when they can tell what your true heart is. Sure. If they know, and, and kids can sense bullshit from a mile away, man. If they, can. if they feel like you're just there to take a video of them and make a reel, okay? Or if you're there to truly impact their lives, brother, they feel that shit, right? right. And then when they feel it, they dial into you so much more. You and I talked about a ball player earlier this um, probably about in the fall. And I said, Hey man, you know, um, get that kid to look me in the eye when we coach. I'm going to tell you what, some bitch doesn't break eye contact. So I want to thank you. That's part of what you do. We, and it's an inadvertent man. Right. right? And it's like you focus so much on the process and progressions with your athletes that they subconsciously learn how to pay better attention. And then when I get them, whether it's one of my catchers or one of our outfielders, it's just like, holy shit, this person has way more emotional intelligence, emotional maturity. It's incredible. You know, I, I think that's really just from getting coached. I think now all of a sudden they're getting coached, coached and coached. If we take a tennis player or a golfer who's used to getting coached, as you know, they needed a call, you know, they have a one-on-one -on -one person with them for two hours, four hours a day. Right. These are athletes that just are so receptive to every aspect you're giving them. So all of a sudden, that's, I think, a skill, too, you're talking about how in tune they are with you. Um, yeah. If you have a kid that has not been coached a lot in the past, um, I, I think that uh, that becomes more difficult. And yeah. all of a sudden, natural talent got that individual there. And all of a sudden, they need to, to refine this natural talent. And they're, they're not very receptive sometimes. So. The more someone's actually getting in front of them and saying, no, I want it this way, not that way. And this is how I want it to look. This is how I don't want it to look. And uh, this is the reason why. And uh, like you said, I think it's just, it, it becomes a very coachable athlete. And at the end of the day, they're very successful athletes because it's not only you and me seeing it. Right. Now it's the college coach seeing it. Now it's mm -hmm. the scout seeing it. Now the scouts say to the GM, now they're getting drafted. Now, the, you know, low A seeing it, double A seeing it. The whole world seeing it. Yeah. These kids are very projectable at that point. Mm -hmm. Dude, I could talk to you forever, man. I really can. I, I appreciate everything you're doing uh, from, from the youth standpoint to being a true coach, 
But I do want to end on this thing. I asked you a question the other day. I said, what's one thing, what's one fun thing that we don't know about you? And your, and your response was, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I fucking found something. Okay? Oh, shit. Oh, shit is right. And it's out there in plain sight, but it's something that was so interesting to me. And I want you to elaborate on it. You are a certified wilderness responder. What the hell is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's... Um... Are you bare grills, bro? Like, what's up? I couldn't do one damn thing I had to do in that course um, if I needed to. If you're if you're hurting the woods, please don't call me. Anyone that listens to this. Well, shit, um, man, if I'm hurting the woods, I, I'm probably panicking. Actually, you won't find me in the woods. One of the advantages of going to school in Colorado was you had opportunities to really do some outdoor activities and outdoor aspects of classes. Mm-hmm. Um, wilderness first responder course it's called a woofer. So if anyone's listening on the West coast, they're going to be like, wow, I, you know, if I went, listen, if I went to REI when I was in Denver, I would just say that. And they'd be like, Oh my God. And my Ooh. sister laughed so hard because she knew I wouldn't know how to do anything in my life depended on it outside. <laughs> and, um, it was a semester of, um, pretty much learning outdoor rescues. Okay. So I, I could, I could, um, it was a Friday night, Saturday and Sunday, every other weekend for a whole semester. So it was it was intense. And um, every Sunday we'd be in the back country doing rescues like river rescues, everything else. And it was the coolest thing because one of the one one nights and I and uh, I was also that's when I was doing a, with the Air Force Academy. They were playing in a bowl game, but we had river rescues and it was just off in the West Cliff Mountains. I don't know if anyone knows that region. It's right near in Pueblo and everything else. Mm-hmm. In, in Colorado and it's snowing with flakes like as big as you know my palm and um you just look up and I don't know how many 20 some year olds can really be appreciative of the present moment because I think that's a learned skill more so yeah sure and um it made Still me learning. it made me appreciate that that with just the, the the monstrous aspect of the energy that, that the outdoors can give you and um I know I turned it not to a funny thing but uh um, it, it was one of the coolest things I've done. So it was That's just, cool, uh, yeah, but the funny you. thing about me, man, I mean, I listened to like, okay, if I like, I love music. Like I love, I love singing. I love playing with stuff, music instruments, everything else. Um, I'm horrible at all, at all of it, but, um, <laughs> if I like a song, I listen to the same song consecutively bro, every day. Like I'm in the shower, the same song, pop, same song. And my wife goes, oh my God, what, what are we, what are you doing? No wonder you're not in a good mood. The song's depressing. Dude, So you, you, we are the same fucking person. <laughs> like. And, I'll send you my latest song I'm addicted to. I'm going to send you mine too. Oh, I I'm going to send you I mine love. too. Should we I tell just, them what it is? This Connor Maynard is this kid, M-A-Y-N-A-R-D. Okay. C-O-N-O-R. The kid, kid has chops, man. He can sing. Dude. And I just, so, I talk like that because I feel like I should because I listen to it. So I don't even know what that really means. Send me so, a link. Like, I want to, uh, send me a link. I want to listen to it. I, so I'll tell everybody here, when you see me working out in the gym, I will play. This, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. I will play over and over again, Jason Aldean and Carrie Underwood, if I didn't love you. <laughs> like a romantic song what are you doing no reminds me of what life it though. That's good. it's crazy i know but dude I, I love the song i you know i i think music has its own vibe to it and i i you know i, I listen i love disturbed i love pod i love all that stuff yeah. but um um there's some songs that i, I just put on replay replay <laughs> and as like music has a strong serotonin and gaba reflex yeah. on the body as well so mm-hmm. Um, it can't, it can't be substituted for a lot of like uh, a lot of feelings. So, but, um, yeah, my wife and your wife can chat and discuss how weird we are that like, he plays the same, I'll go to bed with speakers in my, with my, with my earbuds in the same song over and over and over and over and over. And I'm just like, and my wife looks at me like, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Like what is your deal? Right. So oh, yours, man. yours is a, yours, yours is, uh, yours is good. I like that. That's, a, that's, 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 I mean, that says a lot of stuff about you that we may need to talk about. Yeah. We, we can talk about it offline. You know, I don't think we need to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, but you know, but no, I mean like, Hey, the reality is I love the song and it, for some reason it just, it hits me. And then just like, maybe that's why I'm not very strong. I don't, <laughs> 
I, I think I think it's good. I think it's good, man. I, I no, think you feel good, it and then you just go with it. And uh, I, I, that, that's that'd be, that'd be the weird thing, though. But uh, I'm sure you're I not go off of how I feel. Right. If I'm feeling it a certain way during my lift. Right. Like I, I forgot I lost my headphones. I don't know where the hell they're at. So this morning I wasn't listening to music and I noticed throughout my workout, like I, my my mindset was still like asleep. Right. Yeah. But when I listen to that song, it just wakes me up. It cranks me. It just, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it, you know? All right. So puts me in a good mood, but uh, look, anyway, look guys, on my Facebook page. It's got him doing, it's got, got him doing a solo of my favorite song I've been listening to. I'm gonna go check it out. I'm gonna go check it go out. Go check it out. No one else checks so, it out. So dude, someone might I'm gonna check it out. I, I can do your Facebook. So tell everybody where they can find you before we, before we get off here. So, uh, probably Instagram is the best. It's beyond motion at ATH. Um, mm-hmm. You can DM me. I'll get back to you as quick as I can. Um, Insta, we have Twitter, Beyond Motion, Beyond Motion as well, at ATH. And um, any, you know, anything you guys need, uh, I'm pretty quick to getting back that same day. And um, if not, if not the next right away, uh, more than happy to answer any questions. But uh, that's that's the most active uh, platform that that we utilize right now. I'm utilize, I'm starting to utilize Facebook a little more um because i'll tell you i'll tell you who trains just as good as an athlete is a 45 year old woman they train their ass off so my coaches i thought we have five of them they go well instead of an athlete i'll take that 45 year old woman who wants to go after and run through a wall too exactly. so like oh, we yeah. just want people who want to be freaking lions in front of us and uh you don't have to be it, an athlete uh, ladies and gentlemen it's, you, it's interesting wanna... the uh, demographics and which you're which you receive exactly so you don't have to be an athlete guys girls not at all no no we uh we love all our clients there and um as long as you come in 100 percent, that's all we ask we'll give you the rest i love it man i love it well rick dude, thank you so much i appreciate you um i'm gonna send you a text when we hop off here but uh i've got about an hour off and then i got to record another episode so i know good for, I'm you, gonna, good for you yeah well man, thanks for having me man i love what you're doing keep it up Thanks, and the energy that you're portraying and I mean, your, your model consistency. And I think that's what the kids got to take out of all this. I appreciate you, brother. Much love, dude. All right. Thanks, bud. All right, man. Peace. Bye.